<clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, this is 99 miles per hour with Percy Garner. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Your Pizza, the finest pizza anywhere. But if you don't like pizza, which everyone does, they got wings, sandwiches, subs, and of course, salads for those of you who like to be healthy, not like me. Uh, also, I would like to mention the network that allows me to have this podcast, and that is the Get Level Podcast Network. There's plenty of other podcasts, a lot of content to get through. And uh, also, go check out the website, getlevelpod.com. It'll be up some, somewhere around here. Uh, go there, check out all the websites. You can also listen. Uh, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you can listen uh, audible without any interruptions. And then also, to the Rainbow Connection, uh, I am the new executive director there, and we are having our telethon uh, that we have every year, and we're expecting big things, even though in these tough times, uh, we know the community can always come through. That is March 7th, and starting at 11 a.m. And then also, my, my scholarship fund, also trying to raise uh, money for a Dover student uh, in these hard times to, to get some help uh, for them to attend college. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to me, Casa. Make yourself at home. Do your do. Welcome to my pad. This your lab. Go create your move. What's good, everybody? Welcome to 99 Miles Per Hour with me, your host, Percy Garner. And we have a special guest today. I know I always say that, but... Uh, this guest is is very special to me just for you'll find out in a second but so um, our guest today is uh, the pastor of the church that this podcast studio is in and um, I had the pleasure of trying to sell him some technology right before the pandemic and that's how we met and he said hey um, I have a podcast studio and I said no you don't <laughs> But he said, I do, I do. And you want to come see it? I came and looked at it, and the rest is history. Now I'm here, and it's all thanks to uh, Rob Coburn, um, or uh, Two Fires. Yeah. <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming, and uh, good having you here. How you doing? It is amazing to be here and to watch the evolution of podcasts in this place, your podcast, the other 11 or 12 that are going on. And mm -hmm. uh, it's an honor to host them here. And uh, and it's good to be on on the show. Yeah, uh, it was it was a plan to get you here at all. All the like the whole time. But, you know, I was, you know, perfecting my craft. Not that I'm there <laughs> yet. You know, maybe 300 more episodes. I'll be perfect. But um, uh, I just I'm I'm very grateful for one. Um, just to, I don't know how we got out of the sales talk of where we were when we were meeting, but I'm glad we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I would have loved to sell sold you something back then, but the the things that have branched off and created is 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 just uh, it's magical in my book, and I'm very grateful, and I'm just happy uh, that you have this vision that you're into production and, uh, we'll get into that in a second, but, uh, let's just talk about, you know, what church service for uh, a pastor that, wow. you know, took over a church <laughs> right before the pandemic. Yeah. You know, I came, I came to be the lead pastor here. I was appointed September 8th, 2019. And of course you're a new pastor. You're ready to go take on new challenges and go forth. And little did I know that COVID was right around the corner. Um, but you know, God is so good in that I have been a person who has dealt with crisis in life with people and myself and different things. And so stepping into the COVID situation, I think that we had a calm perspective. We were waiting on the Lord to see what was going to happen and where we needed to move and, and make adjustments. And 
it all worked out. I mean, we, we closed down for a little while, then we put some, some safety things in place and then we're back open because we're created for relationship. Mm-hmm. What, you know, God breathed into man and uh, created us to be in relationship with one another and with him. And this pandemic has opened the, the eyes of the world to see what non-relationship actually looks like. Um, you know, all the things that are exploding, you know, negatively in the world because there isn't relationship and communion going on and all that stuff. So we wanted to get back as soon as we could, of course, being safe as possible. And uh, we're, we're rolling along. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, being safe. Uh, what that means these days is just, it's crazy. (laughs) I know we were talking today, just how I, I've gotten so comfortable on the microphone now that we got to make sure Joshua, you know, washes these down. But (laughs) um, just, uh, you know, obviously me not being a part of this church, but still tuning in. I was, I was tuning in actually every Sunday. I was watching both my church and your church just because, you know, meeting you, I was like, man, this is great. And uh, it's just um, the way, different churches, you know, worship and, and, and come to God and, uh, just what I want to say, they, just the way they, um, behave in the, the surroundings. It's, I, I think it's cool. I like watching people, you know, I'm supposed to be paying attention and, uh, worshiping God myself, but I love watching people because sometimes I feed off people's energy and, yeah. you know, the way people are. But, um, for me, I'm just happy that you guys are, you know, yeah. You know, doing it. And I, I didn't doubt you at all. So uh, I know you said, <laughs> well, you, you know, know it's hard back. to, it's hard to get that in your living room. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. And, and as much as it's great that we have technology that can literally broadcast around the world, which I know we'll talk about, but it, it's, there is a lack of relationship when you're sitting in your living room and lack of uh, experience in worship. And believe me, we did it. And, and I watched our own service Christmas Eve. We, we pre-recorded it and I watched it and, I can see how it's comfortable, but um, lots, lots more transformation happens when you're in relationship and together in a place. Yes, for sure. And just so make sure people know that, you know, church doesn't always have to be this beautiful building and this is a beautiful building. Um, It's just a gathering of people, you know, and, and the focus being Jesus and God. And that's, it's, it's, we've had to be very creative lately, uh, but you know, people are going back to church, you know, the numbers are down, we're doing well. And, um, you know, but I, I kind of want to, obviously I, we know, you know, you're a pastor, you, but you've had a lot of experiences, um, before you came to Dover summit. Yeah. And, uh, I kind of want to, you know, dive into those. Cause Perfect. like I said, I take this opportunity to learn more about people and uh, you're an yeah. interested guy. So I'm like, well, Hey, you know, I want to learn about <laughs> Rob Coburn. I might just call go. you Rob two fires from now, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you what are your hobbies and what do you do outside of the church? Oh man. Uh, so I started my first company at 16, and so that has fueled my life. I'm a serial entrepreneur, and uh, and so going from uh, serial entrepreneurship my whole life into being a pastor has really it had laid a great foundation for being a pastor because in in entrepreneurship, as you all know, uh, you have to wear a lot of different hats, and as a pastor, you have to wear a lot of different hats, and uh, and so. That that is outside of church. I love business, and uh, I love to consult with businesses and work through uh, marketing plans and and you know evaluate companies and do all of that. Whenever we talk about just rest, that's a hard thing for me. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm I'm always going doing something, and we just got back from Florida. We had a few days in Florida, and it's just hard to, hard for me to completely unplug. Um, 
because I just love all the things that I do. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you hate going to work, you got a problem. Yeah. And, uh, and I love, I love the ministry and I love doing the other stuff that I do. And, uh, if I can squeeze in a round of golf, I'll do that too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, obviously with the snow we got around here, that's probably why you headed to Florida. Exactly. Um, yeah. now, and we have your daughter in the studio uh, with us and uh, we're not going to flash the cameras to her at all but um, I just want to you know kind of talk about you know obviously you got you know the church and you know you obviously you just talked about business and I'm I'm growing very fond of business and learning about all that as well how how's that work in the the, the family aspect you know the the thing about parenting and life and family is that you've got to have your priorities straight but you also have to realize that every part of it has to be fun. And so um, being able to unplug from the things that you love to do and plug into things that, that you can just go have fun and let your hair down. Um, so our family likes to travel. Okay. I, I try to take uh, my kids to different events all over the country. That slowed down the last year, obviously. <laughs> but uh, there wasn't a time where we weren't traveling. They're both uh, online school. So we are able to travel and go do things. We have an RV and we can just go and hang out. And, and so as family, that's, that's the focus. Just get away from the hustle and bustle. Uh, we like to hike and, and do that kind of thing. Canoe, kayak, do all oh, that okay. outside stuff. But, um, but family is super important for perspective. Um, your, your position in anything that you do, whether it be business, uh, you know, church things or family it's the perspective that you have when you enter those seasons and those times that that really shapes the outcome and so uh so we as a family like to get away and travel and do that stuff yeah i mean i'm going to be doing with my family uh here soon you know i never really grew up going on vacations and stuff like that so that's very important for me yeah Yeah, so (laughs) i want to make sure you know my kids they see you know the world and uh I didn't get to travel to I play baseball and I was just eye opening. Oh now, yeah. I, I love it here. And I don't see me actually leaving here, you know, living I'm still gonna live here, but I, you know, you gotta see the Hey, world. those weeks away every couple months, it's it's worth it to yeah. get get some sun. Yeah, and one one of my <laughs> old bosses uh was actually Steve Van Horn. He's he just sometimes if he can't get away, get away, he just goes to a hotel. Yep. And then and then mm-hmm. in a neighboring city and it's like, oh, we're a little mini vacation. He yep. stays for a night and then leaves. That was our home. vacations whenever I was young. We really? would go away for a weekend and because uh, mom and dad both worked a lot and mm-hmm. uh and so we would just go away for a weekend to Columbus or somewhere and it was a vacation. It was time yeah. away and it was good. Yeah, that's what we, we go a little further now, get a little warmer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. There's some, you know, some snow on the ground and I was, I was afraid it was going to snow today and cancel school tomorrow. You know, there was once upon a time when I love when school was canceled, but no more, yeah. no more. So, yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But so I want to get back into, you know, production, you know, yeah. the podcast and all this stuff. Like I get excited when I hear about your plans and stuff moving forward and, and me potentially being a part of it and just watching with you and, and Josh and, you know, just the visions you have. So there's something coming out. I think I, I, I might've talked about this before, but, um, AGA. Yep. Just, uh, kind of, I guess, give an overview of that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. AGA, the AGA network stands for America's greatest awakening network. It, I was on a mission trip, uh, in the late early before 2010. Um, and, uh, the Lord gave me those words as I was laying on a cot in a, in a room full of guys, uh, sleeping on cots in, on a mission trip in a school building. And I wrote in my journal, I was reading a book at the time 
that uh, was talking about living out your dreams. And, uh, and I was like, Lord, what is this name of this network? And so I just put it in my mystery bag. We all have a mystery bag. The Lord shows us things and um, life gives us things we don't understand. We have to put it in our mystery bag because if we, if we just throw it away, uh, we won't remember it and come back to it. So I have all my journals. I, at the end of every year, I go back and harvest my journal for the year. And that at the end of every year, I would write that in the beginning of my next journal, America's Greatest Awakening. And I, I really didn't know what that was other than I knew um, that all the revivals in the history of our country have all started with a revival of a person okay. and turned into a revival of a community and then turned into reformation of corporations and things over time. And so I knew that, that the word tells us that there's going to be a great harvest. And so there's going to have to be an awakening in America that's greater than anything we've seen. And so I just put that in the bag and continued to pray over it and ask the Lord what that meant. And um, lots of things that come out of it, but we, we can't go down all those roads, but God has opened a ton of doors. And so the AGA network is what, what you're referencing. Uh, we decided to start a television network that is focused on content that is healthy for family, content that is relevant to empowering you to achieve your dreams. And uh, some of that will be sermon stuff from churches that just live broadcast on the network, like you would see. Um, other stuff is like we have an America channel where we have uh, living history. So we have people come on that uh, do reenactments of historical characters to teach real history. Um, you know, the history that, that our kids are learning in school today is not the history that we learned in school because yeah. those who control the, the language control the history. And I don't want to get into all that, but, um, <laughs> but a lot of the things that we need to know so we don't repeat the atrocities of the world are being written out of history. And so we wanted historical characters to come. And so at the church, we do a thing called Living History Luncheon every month, and we bring in a historical character. They tell their story. They can... You can ask questions. You can uh, really, really dissect what that person was about. So we've had George Washington and um, we just lots of people. And nice. uh, and so they're on the network and we're, we're upping that game as well. But the ultimate vision of it is, is that there's a safe place where, you know, clean content, yep. educational content, kingdom content. But ultimately, the focus of my life has been to build platforms for other people to achieve their dreams. And, uh, and so that started whenever I was really young, but, uh, so creating the AGA network is to create a platform for people who don't have a voice to be able to share their voice. And so you're a benefactor of that here in this facility, yes. because it's a dream that we've had, uh, in my heart for a long time. And so whether it's a podcast or an actual television show, we have people that do television shows on the network. So we just launched that in the middle of last year during the pandemic and it's growing but uh, but we're excited. Nice. And that's going to be like, you know, typical like Netflix and stuff like that. It's going to be an app that you can. It's going to be everywhere. Just know it's it, going to be. It's already everywhere. It, is, it is already everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and actually, the the organization that we partnered with designed Roku. So oh, yeah. when you when you go to your app store, whether Android, you know, Apple, um, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, you can see your show on there. Um, but when you go there, you just type in America's Greatest Awakening, it'll pull up an app that says AGA. But when you open up that app, it actually is Roku. Um, oh, okay. The same people that built the Roku platform we partnered with for this app. And we're excited about the possibilities. We have two 24-7 uh, channels coming out in the next month or two. But man, just 
creating a platform, allowing people to join, share the voice, share what God is showing them in the world. And uh, whether it be business or, or finance or history or um, really yeah. anything, it's just a place where people can, can gather together and learn some things. That's what's up. That's exciting, man. Uh, just this, this stuff that, you know, in this area, you don't really expect to happen, but that's why I'm like, oh, I got to get Rob on the show. Cause you're just, <laughs> you, you, you go get it. And I love that. Um, now I'm excited, you know, about this, new uh studio being built when is that gonna be done well we're working on it right now it's all we're negotiating things and working through stuff but we have we have the actual facility for it now we're just negotiating on equipment and uh and what that looks like but a full television studio with green green room and everything with it so the goal is is that we can produce our own news uh news channel directly from here reporting um you know, uh, a godly perspective on what's going on in the world. And that's, that's so needed. There, there are other ones that are doing it great right now. Um, but I think that we have, my focus isn't on the main voice of a movement. My focus is on all the voices that are in alignment with the voice of the movement, but that have never had a platform. Gotcha. And so, uh, so the, you know, I would love to see in all 50 States, in every county, which I don't know how many counties there are, but there's thousands, <laughs> I would love to see one person who has a kingdom mindset that is a news follower and a news shaper and be able to uh, get them on the network and have a live show or even recorded from every county telling the county's news every day. Oh, I love it. That way you can tune into your own county, you can tune into the state. But anyway, that's just one of those one of those dreams. If you yeah. don't have dream, you know, the mass of civilization goes to the grave with the song still in them. I just want to sing my song. Yeah. So what, what is like your, your favorite thing about this? Is it the giving those who don't have a voice a chance to, you know, express themselves or is it uh, me? I just like, you know, the video and the whole production and preparing it and then editing and then, then it being up online and being able to watch. It. I just love that whole, <laughs> whole well, thing. But so this is the weird thing in this age, you would think, you know, pastor of a growing church wants to be online, wants to be like in the spotlight. Yeah. This is like the most uncomfortable thing I do. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, the, the point of the platform is to, is to awaken the greatness in people. And uh, from, from the 16 year old that wants to share about, the way they do TikTok videos, I, that's great. And and what is that actually going to do to build people up? Yeah, I I go by this this philosophy is that everyone needs three things in life, and that is significance, transcendence, and community. If you have those three things, you can conquer just about anything. And so we we know if you look at the world, you know there's a lot of people that don't feel significant because they're looking for something to fulfill them. Mm. You look at the world and you see people getting caught up in crazy situations. They get caught up in crazy organizations and it really derails their life. It's because they were trying to be a part of something bigger than themselves, transcendence. And then we often see in this, in this hour, I mean, as we're talking, we see people searching for community and it's innately in all of us that we need those three things, significance, transcendence, and community. I call them the big three. And uh, they're not unique to me. It's just something that I, that I came across uh, years and years and years ago and have really set that up in my ministry as being the three core values that I, when, when someone comes to me and, and is in need, I immediately go to those three questions. Mm. 
Are you feel are they significant in some way to someone? Are they a part of something bigger than themselves? And are they a part of a community? And if you can get those three things right, yeah, there can be a lot wrong yeah, yeah. in their life. But if you can align those three things, you're you're well down the path of seeing healing in them. I love it. I like that. I like that. Um, for for me, uh, I think it's important. Um, I never had it put in those three words, uh, but no matter how you put it, um, I think it's very important that you have you know, most people think of core values as all oh, like a business mission statement. But I think there's people, if you can write down three things that you, you know, that you want to be remembered for or that you want to, uh, people to, okay, like when they look at you, those are the three words they say. If we could all do that, I think we're probably going to be a, a better, <laughs> a better world overall if we yeah, can all do that. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And I think that, that one of the things that we have to understand is there's different phases in life. And the first phase is we're, we're not in control of when we're kids. Yeah, okay. And uh, the second phase is overcoming everything that happened while we were not in control <laughs> and uh, getting healed from all that. And then the third phase is actually finding our destiny and walking it out. And the fourth phase is actually our legacy that we leave. And, uh, and I think that, that, because most people don't do that and write down what they want and what they desire, they go into, they, they come out of where they, they were uh, out of control in their life. They, they were a kid and they don't get healed correctly. So then they go into the third phase where they're trying to find their destiny and their dreams. And because they don't have a grid to process life, um, they carry the hurt from the past into their present. Mm-hmm. And that, that ruins companies, that ruins, uh, that ruins families. And, uh, and man, if, if we could get that focus, that would be amazing. Yeah. I will always revert back to Shaquille O'Neal and, uh, Emmett Smith. Uh, believe it or not, they used to come to like the post game interviews with note cards with three words that they wanted to mention because that's what they want to be known for. And I think it's magical. And it, it just, I, I didn't exactly follow those steps like I should have, but I think it's very important. And I'm, I'm sure you, the type of person I already see what you are, you know, taking notes and, and reviewing those, note, those notes because I take notes, but I don't necessarily always go back yeah. and review them and, you know, kind of grade yourself or just uh, evaluate what you need to do to continue to move forward with those. And, and that, that's something I, I, I lack and I need to get on that. Yeah, level. So my one of my mentors, the biggest thing I've taken away in my life from from this mentor is that you take notes. Obviously, we all do if you're taking notes, you can remember 30% more, whatever that percentage is, but uh, you remember more. So we take notes, but at the end of every conference, at the end of every meeting that I go to sit down, take 15 minutes, review the notes, write out your, your highlights of the meeting and the notes. And then at the end of the year, so I've got leather bound journals at the end of the year, go back through everything and write down the high points off of that. And uh, man, you can see your growth in a year. You can see the growth of everybody you've worked with in the year. And, uh, and, really just keep things in alignment. And I've always been a fan of film study when I played football. So yeah. I mean, I feel like that's similar. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. 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 So I, I think someday we'll be able to go back and watch the highlight reel of our lives. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of doing that with the telethon. I'm watching to see how they did stuff. So then they went coming up, but there you go. Um, so obviously we, we've talked a lot about, you know, your dreams and what you, your visions and, and just your outlook on, you know, being a pastor in the church and, and what that looks like. I want to talk about, I always love to hear like what people have learned and, and what experiences they've gone through to get to where they at today. So like, you know, being a pastor, um, you know, having your own business at 16, uh, I guess we'll expand on that. How, what have you learned 
we'll just well you've learned a lot so we'll just say what's the most important things you think you've learned from from all this i guess don't take yourself too seriously (laughs) um always invite help um don't try to just do it on your own and uh and so going back to that you know started a company at 16 it was successful uh making money and then bought a company at 20 ran that for 13 years and then went into ministry, helping missionaries around the world fundraise and get where God wanted them to be. And uh, ultimately credentialed in Foursquare. I grew up Baptist. Now I'm a Pentecostal preacher. That's a that's a big leap right there. <laughs> um, but learned a lot because because we got a good, uh, God is good and he's a good dad. And, uh, and if we value uh, our time with him, we can learn a lot about who we are, who he created us to be. I, I talk to people a lot that feel like, God's angry. God's angry at the world. God, listen, he created you. He likes your big head. He likes your big ears. They can't see him because they're here. I've got big ears. Uh, he loves your big ears. He loves uh, your personality. He loves that you're feisty. He, he loves all that stuff. And if we just don't take ourselves too seriously and allow ourselves to be loved by the creator of the world, we'll be able to be loved by those who we are in love with. Yeah. And if we get those relationships right, all the other stuff comes into comes into focus. Yeah. And uh, and so my past, I've just had to learn. I mean, we lost a child that was three years old uh, to meningitis, and uh, that that was a huge a huge loss for my mm-hmm. wife and I. Um, and you know, as Cassie, you know, I I came into the relation. Kate, <laughs> my wife Jen brought Cassie into the relationship, and so um, we we joined and made a family. And uh, a year after we got married, she passes away. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, in in a marriage, I, I know the percentage is pretty high of marriages that don't don't make it yeah. um, after a loss of a child. But uh, man, the only way that you can function is to have that inner peace of of the Creator that actually cares that you are hurting, and uh, and that wants you to succeed. Yeah. He always wants our success, and we've done things at the summit here in Dover that. Um, one of my first processes and why we're sitting in this room is because, uh, we have a dream board at the church and, uh, and the dream board is, uh, God has given everybody a dream. Uh, he's given you your, your dream points you to your destiny, right? Mm -hmm. We're all created for a purpose on the planet in this hour to accomplish something that only you can accomplish. And so, uh, so that's your destiny, but he gives you dreams that point you in that direction. And then he gives you gifts and talents that help you get your dreams accomplished. And, uh, and so I believe that if we don't, the, the scriptures tell us that you have to write it down, make it plain so that others may follow after it and run after it. And, uh, and so one of the things as I was talking with people through, we were here six and a half years before I took over and, uh, and, you know, a lot of people had dreams in their heart, but you only found it when you were sitting at Starbucks, right? Yeah. And so the whole church needs to know, the whole the whole city needs to know your dreams, the whole country, the whole world. Because when other people, when see, people see you dreaming, there are people that are going to join that dream and make it accomplish quicker. Mm-hmm. There are those who don't care, and that's totally cool too. <laughs> but if you don't share it, no one can buy into it. And so we wrote the dreams down on a dream board. We have it. You can walk down the steps and look at it. Go read them. They're amazing. We pray over them every week. We uh, we do whatever we can to help those dreams come true. And so sitting in this seat right here is the manifestation of a dream that came from a sermon that uh, that Josh and Kyle and and they had a dream to to do this kind of thing. And so 
I started podcasts back in 08, like back wow. before podcasts were podcasts. <laughs> I did 52 episodes. I did a year's worth. And then I was like, this is a lot of work. And I'm not <laughs> saying that this isn't a lot of work, but um, back in the day, it was like we had to put the hamster in the wheel, have him start going, do all the stuff. <laughs> but but it's all about dreams. Yeah. I mean, literally, our, our lives are all about dreams and destinies. Yeah. And outside of baseball, it's always been my dream to make videos and make content for people. And hopefully they enjoy it. Yeah. But the it's a long game. Everyone, every YouTuber or TV show or anything, those people didn't just get, hey, you know, I think you'd be a good spot here. Go ahead. No, it's been 10 years in the making. Right. And, you know, I think, you know, this podcast, I'm just going to start it. I love the guests I have on here. love my producer. Hopefully he puts up with me, uh, you know, for, <laughs> for the rest of uh, our lives. And I'll be 60 here, 70 here <laughs> making podcasts. Well, you're, <laughs> you're super successful, as you can see by everybody watching and, and listening to everything you're doing. I, I think that we're witnessing the birth of something great. And, uh, and it came because you had a dream. And so, uh, if we can unlock the dreams in people's hearts, I, I challenge everybody that, that is watching this or listening today before the end of the day, uncover the dream in somebody's heart that you love. Because if, if you don't know the dream of your significant partner, or you don't know the dream of your kids, or you don't know the dream of your cubicle worker, at, you know, your, your partner at work, whatever. If you don't know the dream, you're missing out on the best way to serve them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And when you start to think about that, if you, if you love somebody and you care about them, um, you have to know how to love them just like with the five love languages and all that right, stuff. Right. So I think that falls yeah. right into that. Yeah. yeah so. But, but the, the thing that gets caught up in people's lives is they, they've been told no, They've been told they can't do it. They've been told it, there's no way that that dream can happen. You cannot start a television network. You can start a television channel or a television show, but you can't start a network. Now, that's way too big. If you don't release the dream, others aren't going to join you. And so our goal at the summit is, and you're a benefactor of that, is that, that we are focused on releasing the dream in other people. And, uh, and so we see greatness in you. We want it to be released to the world because what you have will change the world. You hear that, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying that. And, uh, you know, um, there is a couple. So uh, before we, we do wrap up, there is a couple things that I really want to touch on just yep. because it's become near and dear to my heart. And I know um, I've been here in this community for a while. But um, even before we get to that, there was something you talked about, you know, with you losing a child. I just watched a movie and I love always directing something that happened, you know, into, into content, rather that's it doesn't content doesn't have to be video, but the book, or I just watched a movie collateral beauty with uh, Will Smith and um, you know, he had lost a child and you know uh, I didn't cry or anything during the movie, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Will uh, brings that out of you, but yeah, just, you know, always trying to find something, you know, to inspire you. It, it helps me. And if, if you're not reading or consuming some type of content, you know, you know what the, the most famous content is, is the Bible. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> consuming content just helps you, um, you know, stay because you have to be content, uh, constantly poured into. And, uh, you know, what you've been in this show, which is a, a different um, way to pour into people. You've been poured into me and I'm like, you got me all excited just from all the stuff you're saying. But uh, before we go, um, I know 
there's a big question that we just asked at my church and my, and my pastor had talked about it. And it's just, where do you think, cause at once upon a time, the church was it for society, culture, everything, the church. Now where we're at today, it is changed drastically or it hasn't. I, I want to hear your, in my opinion, <laughs> it's changed in my opinion, it's changed, but I don't want to lead you into a, a one way. Just what do you think? Well, where is it at? Well, my perspective is this, that, it, the call, the mission, the vision has never changed. It's over 2,000 years old. We are called to make nations our students. I rephrased the scripture there, but we're <laughs> called to go awaken nations. We're called to go disciple nations. And so make nations our students is how I put it. But, but we are called to do that. That has never changed. We are called to impact our society. We are called to be ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's what we're called to do as believers. We're not here, and I know that this is sort of pushing the the envelope, but we're not here to get fire insurance to get out of here. We're here to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And if we bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, we will see that evidenced in businesses, government, schools. We'll see it everywhere. So, So has the outlook or has the way that the church is seen by the world changed? I think that people don't value Sunday morning as much as they did. I think the world is, is living in fear. I believe that, um, that we are at a place where the church's mission is the same, but how we do it is going to look completely different. We may not have churches with three to 10, 20, 30,000 or 200. Uh, we may have churches of 50, that need to be equipped on see and now you're getting me going <laughs> now you're getting me going and listen listen I, grew, I i just gotta i just gotta say this okay i i grew up when we lost cassie i was in a church and if our call as believers is to make disciples then um and to be in love with the lord and have a relationship then when someone goes through some a really tough thing um then you would expect that the body of Christ would uplift that person, Mm -hmm. would build a way for that person to go from where they're broken to where they can be restored. Yep. Um, We did not experience that. And not, I'm not saying that individuals didn't do that. I'm saying as a corporate body, the church didn't do that for us. And so we actually walked away from the Lord and walked away from church for a while. I I shouldn't say walked away from the Lord. We still had our personal walk, but as a corporate thing, we didn't go to church for a while. And, uh, and then there was this pastor who I owned a flower shop. Uh, it was my second company. And, uh, and so this, this man would come in every Friday and buy his wife flowers and, uh, he would come in and we would talk politics and we would talk school and we'd talk all this stuff. And it was great. And then one day he came in and he said, Hey, there's an event going on at this for the, um, it was a food distribution thing in the city. And he said, you're a business owner, prominent business owner. I'd love to have you a part of that. Would you come to it? Salvation army was involved in different things. And so I went, he came out on the, on the stage of this event announced as the pastor of a church. Okay. And, uh, and I, I sat there and I was like, I didn't experience this man as this man. I experienced Jesus because he was talking to me. He was relating to me. He was bringing me through a healing process of losing a child. And he had no inch. Like I wasn't going to his church. I I wasn't doing anything. I was just someone that he saw greatness in. And he was willing to say, I'm going to lay down a half hour of my life every Friday or whatever to come in and, and talk to this person. 
the 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 mission hasn't changed. The tactics need to. Yeah. The world is not going to be flooding in the door of the summit. Although, if you want to come, three hundred two <laughs> East Slingleaf Avenue in Dover, Ohio. But but here's the thing: they may not come. They may watch us online. Great, the summit Anyway, no, I'm just <laughs> sorry. Uh, but they may not come flooding in. They may not watch the live stream. But one thing I can guarantee you is is that most of the people that come here are going to be like that pastor, and they're going to come into your flower shop. And they're going to ask you how you're doing. And they're going to talk to you about life. And that's my heart. Because you know what? Where you're most broken and healed is where you have the most impact in your life. And I believe that I was broken. I was healed. The Lord touched us, our family. And that will forever be a turning point in my life. And I want to be that to everybody around me. And if that means building a studio or, or you know, sitting down at a coffee shop talking with an owner for an hour and a half about business... They don't need to know. I, I don't like it when people introduce me as the pastor <laughs> because it shuts a lot of doors because yeah, people have yeah. been hurt. Just introduce me as Rob, I, yeah. my friend Rob. And I'm going to come in and talk to you about life and, and do all that. And hopefully, hopefully you'll see Christ in me. Yeah. That's that's the key. Yeah, that's that's always my goal as well. No, no yeah. matter what arena I'm in. Yeah. But yeah, Rob. That's good. Uh, that was good. That's why I was like, I want to get to this one before we, you know, we'll, I'll have you back on, you know, episode 80th or something, you know. That's good. But but the, just understand that okay. the mission of the church has not changed. Yeah. We, we still have the Great Commission. We still have the same commission to go and do this together. It's just we may have to do it a little differently. And maybe it's behind a microphone. Maybe it's through a television screen. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's just having a conversation because it's not about building a tribe inside; it's about releasing the kingdom outside. Yeah, I would have these conversations in the bullpen in Batavia, New York. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that's what we're all called to do. Let's get to it. Right. Love it. Yes. Challenge all you guys. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but no, Rob, Rob, two fires. I appreciate having you on my show. <laughs> Uh, where, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, uh, you probably don't want to be saying this, but without you, you know, and your dream, uh, and then God bringing us together for a sales call, yep. <laughs> the, yep. I don't know where I'd, this would be. So yep. I appreciate, I appreciate you coming by. I appreciate yeah. you having the dream and, and providing me with a, an opportunity to get my voice out and, um, uh, you know, we have to hold you back. I wanted to get to, you know, your book, but we oh, don't have no, to talk. We're going to do it real quick. <laughs> All right. So this is, I know you're a book guy and you like to read. This is a book that literally changed my life. It's called The Organic Reformation. We know that revival is for the individual. Reformation is for the organization. And so this will help you um, look at the organic reformation of organizations. And so I wanted to give that to you as a gift. Oh, this is mine. That's your copy. And uh, my only requirement whenever I give out a book is that when you're done with it, you have to tell me what you got from it. Oh, okay. So that's okay. the challenge. Um, I, my kids, they all they all love that challenge. But you gotta <laughs> you got to get something from it and then make sure you let me know what it is. Okay. I love it. Appreciate you. Yeah. I, I love yeah. the, a new pretty crisp brook yeah. book. It's yeah. just, ah, now I got to go read this thing. All right. yeah. It's it's short, but it's powerful. <laughs> Good. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I love getting gifts on this podcast. No. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Thanks yeah. to everybody, uh, you know, tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, we'll be back again next Tuesday with another episode. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for a church home, I'm here, 302. Slingworth, right? Yep. Is there East? East Slingworth Avenue, Dover, Ohio, Summit. I don't live close anymore, but I used to. 
yeah. that was the reason to get you over here. But <laughs> but thank you guys. Peace. <laughs>